Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast where we talk about racing games, sim racing and racing esports. I'm Tom and joining us today is none other than Piers. How are you Piers? I'm great thanks. Great to be part of the uh, the Traction podcast for the first time getting stuck in with the videos but yeah great to be on the on the pod with you Tom. Fantastic. Yeah, so for those who aren't perhaps familiar with Piers yet, he's relatively new to the Traction team, but you may have heard him on the Gran Turismo 7 VR video we did on the YouTube channel and then seen him or read him on the Camus review, which is a direct drive wheelbase and a play seat uh, Logitech Edition cockpit. So uh, I hope he says the name well, Piers. You're doing some great work so far. But recently we're talking today about Alpine Esports and their relationship between the real world Formula One team and their virtual competitions. So I believe you went down to uh, the team headquarters recently. Yeah, it was great to be invited to the Alpine headquarters for their Sim Racing Expo and press event, where they had a lot of their partners and people they were working with, as well as their drivers, which they are announcing and we will will be announcing uh, for this F1 esports season, as well as their Le Mans virtual. Uh, And we also spoke to a lot of the the big wigs in amongst the esports team uh, at Alpine and spoke to them about of course, esports, their series, and also their sort of plans for the future and how they work alongside the Alpine F1 team. So this is a jam-packed episode with uh, many people that Piers spoke to uh, recently. So why not go for the first interview, Piers? Sure. Uh, first of all, we caught up with uh, Guillaume Vernias, head of esports gaming and Web3 at Alpine, about the past, the present and the future of Alpine, their plans, a lot of their partners. So let's, uh, let's hear from Guillaume. First of all, thank you so much for having us here at the Alpine uh, Esports Expo. You've just given us an amazing talk about all of the partners and what you're doing here at Alpine Esports. But um, why don't you talk to us about Alpine Esports, both past, present and future? So um, I, joined, I joined Alpine five years ago um, as a sponsorship manager. And so uh, back then, we, it was the start of the F1 Esports series, the start of Drive to Survive. And so um, at the time, they were looking for someone to launch the project. And so we partnered with uh, Team Vitality. And so we launched like Renault Vitality back then. And so when we moved from Renault to Alpine, I told with um, Matthew, who joined very quickly the team, uh, we told Alpine, this is the time, this is now. We, we're ready to create our own sports team, a sim racing team. And so that's how we started two years ago. And now we have 11 drivers, five members of staff, engineers, game developers, and, and, and so on. So um, it's been a pleasure. Like, and, and we're doubling down now on sim racing. Of course, esports and sim racing has come on leaps and bounds since five years ago when you joined uh, joined the team. But why do you think Alpine has invested so heavily in esports, and why do they continue to commit to investing in it? Alpine is like you know we we produce cars, we are in Formula One, we are one on the one championship, and it's it makes sense for us to drive also in the virtual world. We have virtual cars as well, and the ambition of the brand is to you know we we at the moment selling like around like four thousand cars a year. We want to sell around like 150,000 cars by the end of the decade. So Renault Group, which is the the global entity of uh, Alpine Business Unit, is really pushing on all projects to achieve this. Uh, So even in the virtual world, and we're very glad that they are trusting us for that. And of course, you're an amazing sim sports, sim esports team. You work heavily with Race Clutch, of course, who are now part of the team as well. But you have a, a unique situation with your team in, along with some of the other Formula One teams that, of course, you are a Formula One team and a Formula One esports team as well as your own esports team. But if any, what symbiosis and what sort of mutual benefit is there between Alpine having the F1 team and the esports team? 
I think it's great on many ways. It allows us to compete in the F1 Esports Series because you have to be an F1 manufacturer to do so. Having the endurance team is great as well because then we we can also join like endurance series as well, whether it is with the future of LMDH or um, LMP2 as well. And on top of this, we have a uh, the academy, Alpine Academy, and so we do a lot of things with them. We had Victor Martins driving with us in Le Mans Virtual Series. We are Oli Cadwell who is now driving in LMP2 with us this year, driving in esports. So there's like. And they know each other, like even at the F1 launch, Esteban Ocon was saying hi to Tom, for instance. They drive together, they are on Discord together. So we have a big family, a big community. And so that's a huge benefit for us. On top of this, <laughs> we have also like the brains that help us, graphic design team for liveries. We're having like you know, the work of Zuer, the data team, the IT race team that is supporting us for to drive performance as well. So that's massively helpful, yeah. Of course, there's so many different advantages that you've just spoken about, but are there any specific advantages to the relationships in terms of performance, both from the Formula One team to you and also you back to the Formula One? So we, there's a couple like, of, uh, of support that we can do. There's obviously, in, as we said earlier in the presentation, we uh, can use the F1 know-how, so how we set up the car in the real life is a bit more difficult than how we set up the car in the eSport world because we can do as many laps as we want on the game but not in the real Formula 1 championship so it's a bit more difficult than that so we're using that for this but we also F1 sometimes call us and say oh the Jeddah track is available in the game but not in real life it's not available in our simulator so could you guys like give us some feedback on how easy it is to overtake on the racetrack on how easy what's the tire like degradation on the track what what information you have even if it's in the game it can help the guy with the strategy as well in real life and we had other like moments where we had the endurance driver seeing how our guys were taking um, paths and trajectories on the Le Mans track and we're like oh it actually worked there we never go on that side of the track so and maybe they were, they were like taking advantages of this later so it's it's a great opportunity to build the bridge between the virtual and real world yes always good to hear from guillaume he's uh, been on the podcast before if you're a loyal subscriber you might have heard him so we'll put details for that last this time last year in the episode description but nice to hear that they're continuing that relationship from last year Yes. Next up, we spoke to Richard Onou, who is the esports team principal and Race Clutch CEO. He spoke to us about the new announcements for the, the driver lineup for this season, both in the F1 esports and also for the Le Mans Virtual Series and their other racing that they do, and also about the, uh, the involvement they have with Race Clutch as well. So let's hear from him. An amazing combination between Race Clutch and Alpine. Um, it'd be great if you could talk to us about Alpine and Race Clutch in terms of past, present and future. Uh, so the history between the company actually comes back from the Renault F1 team days and uh, through the changes uh, at the Renault Group and the arrival of the Alpine uh, brand, the idea was to refocus everything on sim racing. Uh, so we started that journey uh, back in 2021, uh, actually as the first year of the partnership. Uh, since then, uh, we have worked together alongside to basically grow the Alpine Sports brand uh, and help the team uh, operational-wise to get everything sorted. Like everything towards the sports, the strategy, Alpine Sports Series as well, comes from uh, the, the knowledge that we have acquired uh, at Race Clutch as well. I think like what we have been able to 
to do uh, during this uh, entire week show that uh, we're going into the next steps. This is not like a tiny entity, you know, uh, part of the Renault Group. So you have also some education to do uh, to decision makers for them to understand what is the interest of the esports scene, uh, of sim racing overall. Uh, I guess we're getting into a point now with what we're able to do to get that back up uh, and that will give us uh, for the future even more opportunities uh, to do so, getting into more championships, to get into what is the next thing into sim racing, you know, for a structure like us, so exciting time ahead. Of course, Alpine, as you mentioned, part of the Renault Group is a real juggernaut in terms of motorsport and they've chosen to invest in esports heavily and for, for quite a long period. So what do you think brought them towards in esports and what do you think attracts them to invest it, in it in the future? Uh, for Alpine, it's kind of a, a logic choice, I would say. Uh, because if you are checking motorsports, uh, there is the Formula Regional, Alpine uh, Europa Cup, uh, the um, Formula 2 with the Academy Formula 3, uh, the F1 team, uh, the GT4 uh, as well, some customer series back in the day with the Clio Cup as well, and many, many championships. Like If you are getting into motorsports, there is one time where you will see the Renault Group um, in there. And so the next generation of motorsport is what? It is sim racing. So at the end of the day, it's just like following, you know, that path and that philosophy for the group uh, to get into sim racing, to see like what is the next generation of racers like. Uh, today we have more and more uh, F1 drivers. Uh, Esteban Ocon is a perfect ambassador of that uh, as an ambassador of Gran Turismo on the French side who are implicated into sim racing. Max Verstappen is doing like 24 hours of the number going in between two F1 races, you know. Uh, and uh, through the generation, like there is no now carters or like Formula 4 drivers who are not having their own sim and doing simulator to train. Um, and so I guess like Alpine did notice that trend and wanted to invest into it. And that leads to where we are now. There's been a lot of talk in recent years and of course in the, in the talk that you gave us earlier on about the giving and taking of data both from the Formula One team to the esports team and the esports team actually back to the Formula One team. You know, talk to us about that relationship with the real life Formula One team and how they benefit you and how you can benefit them. The key thing on that end is that um, we're seeing a young entity, but uh, the wishes that I had was to implement more processes Uh, similar to what the F1 team is doing. Um, I think the future of sim racing is structured like us at Race Clutch, uh, race, at race clutch and others is uh, really towards how we can implement and analyze more the tech side of uh, sim racing. And by doing so, it's how we can analyze the data, how we can analyze the physics of the game, because at the end, this is mathematics, more or less, or line of code, you know? And so we're trying to go as close as possible to that limit and to know where that limit is. Because we, we have an opportunity to shorten uh, the um, how we made setup uh, and um, how we can process data and how we can train the driver. Because so far, for most, at least on the F1 game, um, you don't really do live analysis. And that's what we're aiming for, um, because we can implement more things in a shorter time frame and also take better decisions. So that's kind of a key thing, I think, for the future. Uh, F1 is going more into the simulation stuff. And we've seen in other teams that there's sort of been sharing of data and also talent between the eSports and the real teams. We did an interview recently with Sebastian Joe, of course, at Red Bull, and he's now been actually 
been doing some work in the real Red Bull simulator to help the real Formula One drivers. Do you envisage that sort of thing happening at Alpine either now or in future? I think it will happen, yes, uh, because we have the academy uh, and there is already some parallels, you know, that are being do uh, that are being done in terms of the preparation of the drivers as well. Uh, we are practicing them on the neurovisual side uh, and using tools that are at the base from the F1 team. Uh, and so the, the parallels uh, and to see what are the best of both worlds, you know, uh, and trying to implement like new processes uh, in terms of communication uh, or development and research and development, how we do interpretate like the data uh, and how we basically do our own job. Uh, there is a lot of parallels, so that's uh, uh, something very exciting to, to do uh, in my role in particular. Of course, in your role, you are in charge of the competition side of things, but you also are involved, of course, in the Alpine eSports series on Esso Corsa Competizione. Do you want to tell us about that series, what it stands for, and how it's grown from its first season to now and in, in the future, its visions for that? Uh, so the Alpine eSports series, the idea was to uh, get a parallel in between the virtual and the real world. Uh, that's why uh, we started from the get-go uh, to offer the opportunity to race into the GT4. Uh, the A110 where uh, James and uh, Jardier will, uh, will drive at, uh, at Manicourt and I think that was the first one. Then outside of that uh, the goal was also to expand the umbrella of Alpine and from the get-go you know to not be only the Formula 1 team but also to showcase uh, the A110 because at the end of the day Alpine cars sell cars so you know um, it, was, uh, it was an important thing for us also to connect with the cooperation side of things uh, because the second part of my role outside of the sporting side is to make sure that the brand can go into the right routes uh, and helping them in terms of strategy as well. Uh, how they do implement the cars in the game, uh, what they can do and like the Alpine Sports Series was really the first one to do so. Uh, everyone has a chance to, to qualify. We had like more than 3,000 participants uh, last year who tried to qualify in the top 30. Uh, so I think it has been a great success so far. Always trying to innovate in what we're doing. Uh, I think the racing format uh, has shown to be uh, kind of an innovative one, uh, you know, with very short qualification, uh, sprint and main race, but just short on time enough, you know, to, to get to the edge of your seat uh, every time. Uh, so, so I think we're going to continue on that path and just continue to improve on the product overall. Moving away from the eSports series, now onto your officially announced, or as of today, you've announced uh, your drivers of the season. You've got, of course, got two prongs with the F1 eSports and also the Le Mans Virtual Series. Do you want to just tell us who those drivers are that you told us about earlier on, where they came from, um, and what they're going to be doing this year? So in the Formula 1 eSports Series, uh, our lineup of three drivers will be Patrick Sipos, uh, Luke Smith, and Ruben Pedreno. Uh, so Patrick has been there with us uh, since day one. Uh, he joined the Alpine F1 team in 2021 and I scouted him back in the end of 2020 actually as one of the newcomers on that end. Uh, last year was only his first full season uh, after a couple of races uh, in uh, 2020 when he did very well. Uh, this year was a learning year for, for him in 2022. 2023 for him would be the year where he can unleash the full potential. Now he also have the experience. Uh, Luke Smith on his end uh, is coming fully from the Race Clutch Academy. Uh, a year and a half before uh, he was practicing and driving with us um, and joined the main team last year, scored his first point on his first race. Uh, definitely has got 
some raw talent in him, uh, has done like some very great performance and being able to fight for points on his first year on the most competitive grid in F1 esports. So we have good hopes for him to be uh, one of the new as well uh, future champions. And Ruben, same philosophy as for Luke. Uh, he's the new one promoted basically from the Race Clutch Academy uh, into Alpine Esports. Young Spanish driver, 16 years old. So the youngest age, uh, such as Luke last year, uh, that you can start F1 Esports. Um, and Ruben has been uh, a very uh, great raw talent as well. Uh, that uh, we wanted to continue to develop. You know, it has been uh, more than a year that he has been with Race Clutch now. And so we're looking to have uh, maybe for him a, a, a title of Rookie of the Year. We never know. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, definitely Ruben will be an interesting talent to develop. Uh, and I'm looking forward to see him doing his first races. A pleasure as ever to hear from Richard. He seems to be at every uh, sim racing event that we go to recently, mm -hmm. whether it's the Expos or the Gran Turismo events. But uh, yeah, you can also follow Richard on YouTube and social media as Lift and Coast. It's like a spin-off from the Race Clutch team, which then works with Alpine eSports. So again, we'll put the information out there for you to follow them. Great. Yeah, Richard, great for the French-speaking audience as well. Um, next, we catch up with Greg Bellati, the team coach uh, and basically helper out for the uh, F1 eSports team. Just a short little clip. We spoke to him about how he gets involved with the drivers and helps them perform at their best. Of course, you must have done some driving yourself, but what actually does your job involve and how are you able to coach the drivers using, of course, all of the amazing facilities we have here? So basically my job is to analyze the telemetry, make the setup for the driver um, and uh, be there when they are racing in uh, league races or for the F1 esports. So if someone needs to undercut or overcut, I'm the one who makes the decisions. So you use a lot of the data as well as your driving knowledge as well? Exactly. I use my driving knowledge to correct the data because having perfect numbers is not enough. You always need to do more. Uh, you need to find something else than the optimal laps because when you are racing with cars in GRS trains, you need to be able to adapt. And just like in the real Formula One team, you will of course use the data. Do you have any help with the real team? And do the real team help you? As in the Formula One team? I say, when I say real, I mean in real life. Uh, actually, we are working for it. Like the Formula One team is trying to help us for the telemetry and uh, every software like that. So they are trying to teach us. We also have like real life engineers sometimes that come with us to prepare league races or even Le Mans for, for the other people at Race Clutch and Alpine Esports. Again, a lot of crossover between the real Formula One team and the Alpine Esports team. It's actually really close. Uh, closer than what we think because the engineers have like, a lot of data to analyze and to share with us. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. It's really interesting to hear about. Great to hear from Greg. Of course, uh, it's uh, very important that the drivers are not only driving their best, but they're also getting the best coaching as well. So that's why they've got Greg involved there. Next up, we move on to Zwer Alami, who is uh, the enterprise data architect and former head of F1 Power Unit Performance Department at Alpine F1. Bit of a mouthful. So I ask him exactly what that job means and what he does at Alpine Esports. Basically, I, if I simplified it, I help the engineers with bringing them data systems. That's as simple as that. They need the data, they need it fast, so I try to give them the data with the proper metrics they have decided according to their logics. And you gave us an amazing talk earlier on about all of the things you think about. Some of that you would have taken, of course, from the real world learnings and now you're applying it to sim racing. Yes. Um, 
there seems to be quite a lot of symbiosis, you know, giving of data to and from the Formula One team and the esports team. Yes. Can you talk to us about how maybe your experience working in the real Formula One team has helped you here and how potentially you might have learned some things in esports that you can maybe transfer back to the Formula One team? So uh, what I was previously saying in my presentation is that uh, there are cars racing around the track. So they have sensors and their sensors are as relevant as the one that we have in Formula One to make proper analysis to help the drivers and help them with engineers and with proper metrics because at some point you have to be able to judge the performance of the driver not only by his feelings but with with data so that is working because that's the same object running around a track and it has basically the same sensors maybe less sensors because you have less systems but that's the same and hopefully back we, uh, when building that kind of toolset, we hope that we will bring maybe or try and discover new technology that we can bring back also to F1. So it's an exchange and that's why I like to do projects in different areas and in particular in esports because that's a marvelous world. What benefits do you think Alpine's investment in esports can have as a group as a whole? Yes. Uh, first of all, what I've discovered is that you have um, a new, a different community new people, new way of communicating, um, uh, you're communicating on different social medias, reaching different targets, and it's a massive community. So uh, it's reaching out to other people as a brand, I think that is very interesting, and it's a massive community. It's uh, really impressive. In your presentation earlier on, you gave us a really good um, visual representation of what is the same in esports and the real world and what the differences are. If you could give us a, a summary of those and how maybe that they're converging in the sense that there's more and more stuff every year that's getting closer together. So first one will be the, the physics into the games. Some games are uh, pretty basics in terms of physics but I think that uh, with the years coming processing power and increasing difficulty you have to uh, put more parameters that so that teams and drivers make mistakes and you have show and you have performance differentiation. So I think that it will converge, but of course it cannot be as realistic as a real car. You have models, simplified models, even if it's physical laws. So that's an area of convergence. Also in terms of regulations and how it's um, controlled. Uh, I think that it will evolve in a more serious way towards what exists in motorsports. You have uh, regulations, you have venues, everything is controlled, you cannot bring your own, everything is sealed and everything. So in terms of how you um, realize the events, I think it will get also closer to what you have in motorsport venues. Amazing. Thank you so much. So that's uh, a lot of the data and engineering and setups and driver training part of the esports uh, division that Alpine has, but it also has a relationship with the hardware manufacturer Track Racer, who we've spoken to before. We've got some uh, videos on our YouTube channel about them, but they have this new TRX, which is a new cockpit in collaboration with Alpine. And I think, Piers, you were able to speak to someone from Track Racer about this as well. Yes, of course. Um, I spoke to Johan Ackerman, who's the chief marketing officer, chief marketing officer at Track Racer. He spoke to us about Track Racer's involvement with Alpine Esports, of course, showed us around their new rig, the TRX, how it worked. I got to try it out. It was great. But let's uh, let's hear from Johan himself. 
So, Johan Ackerman, Track Racer Chief Marketing Officer. It's amazing to be here, of course, an amazing event. Um, it's an exciting, an exciting partnership for Track Racer to be involved with Alpine Esports. Why don't you tell us a bit more about it and why, how it came about and why it's so important to Track Racer and also for Alpine? Well, thank you very much for having us. Uh, 12 years ago, when Track Racer started, we never ever could have imagined that sim racing went to these levels, let alone partnering up with a Formula One team. So, us partnering up with a Formula One team and especially Alpine or Renault Group, is been fantastic. I mean, we got so much data, so much knowledge, and so much expertise at our fingertips every single day at any hour that we now develop this absolute beast of a simulator where we are very proud of. Yes, of course, and it is an absolute beast of sim rig, and you've got it right behind us now. Why don't you tell us about it, what it's called, and the amazing features about it, and also how it's been involved with Alpine and what they've done to help you with it. So, like you having a good racing setup, it's always a compromise. And a good setup is translated in a good compromise. So what we tried with this rig over here is we tried to make the best of both worlds. So that's either GT or Formula One or anything in between. And with that in mind, it took us so long to finally finalize just the seat. And with the help from Alpine, with the actual drivers to say, oh, we have a little bit of blood flow issues in the legs, or my hips are starting to hurt after an hour, two hours, 24 hours, we really were able to improve on such a fast pace. It this is delayed for a year, but it was well worth it. Well worth it indeed. And of course, you mentioned that the Alpine team have helped you in terms of their drivers, but also, has there been any um, help with in terms of the engineering process as well? We got a lot of clever engineers at Track Racer, of course, but with the help of Alpine, we could really hit the hammer on the nail there. Uh, with all the little fine touch of details within, within Alpine, we were able to fasten up our development in such a way where uh, we didn't be able to do this in, in the time span we did it now. And what do you reckon separates this rig from others that are available on the market from your standard sim rig? Well, the fact that it's, of course, co-developed with a Formula One team is already something on its own, uh, but also that you're able to change it to any seating position you like without any tools is completely unique. And, of course, this partnership between Track Racer and Alpine is a very exciting one for both yourself and, of course, Alpine. Is there anything else we can look forward to in future along with this partnership? Well, the virtual, virtual world and the real world is getting slimmer and slimmer every day, so... Who knows, uh, maybe any lucky track racer uh, TRX owner or Alpine racing TRX owner would be able to drive a real car one day, who knows? Have we got any more products to look forward to in the future with this partnership? Yes, for sure. I mean, this one is already equipped with a couple of new features uh, like the Rumbler down the sea, so I'm really excited to show you that as well. Absolutely, and we'll be looking forward to trying it. Thank you very much. All right, so that is the last of our special Alpine guests for this particular episode. But uh, Piers, I just wanted to ask you about the day itself. First of all, uh, was it a good time? Is it uh, interesting to see how committed Alpine is to the sim racing world? It's great to be invited to events like this here at Traction. Uh, it's great to meet everyone, uh, along with some other content creators as well. And as part of the day, we managed to actually get a factory tour of the Alpine uh, facility, which I've never been to before, which is amazing. So we saw around all the design department, the aero department. We saw up to the wind tunnel we weren't allowed in because there was some top secret work going on there. Um, and of course, getting to try out all of these different rigs as well as meeting the uh, Alpine Esports ambassadors and trying out their content space, which is, uh, which is great for, for the future of sort of content in, in sim racing and esports, especially for, of course, the Alpine brand. And of course, they told us all about their future with the, uh, the ACC, so of course, the Competizione Championship they have going as well. But yeah, great to be there. I had a great day. And hopefully we get to do more events like this in the future with Alpine and with, of course, other, um, other organizations. 
Absolutely. It sounds like you had a, a great time. I'm, I'm not jealous at all. But uh, <laughs> no, seriously, thank you very much for speaking to everybody and getting some uh, insightful responses because I think many companies are going, okay, we're going to do some sim racing, but it might be tokenistic. But this seems to be uh, full on, full backing of the car company and the Formula One team. And so that's uh, very pleasing to hear from. Absolutely. The more investment in sim racing and esports and, and racing games, the better. Of course, we heard from Guillaume at the start about why Alpine invest in esports and sim racing. And uh, hopefully that continues for the future. And the more big brands that get involved, of course, the more other brands will get involved, which means more money in the in the market, in the area, in the sector, which means hopefully more amazing games and opportunities for, for us, you know, people like us who just like driving racing games and sharing our passion for it. Exactly. And that's what we're here for. Well, thank you very much, Piers. A pleasure to have you on your podcast debut. And uh, you'll be hearing more from Piers throughout the year, I'm sure. Hopefully. Definitely. Definitely. And like I say earlier, be sure to check out Piers' writing on the website, videos on the YouTube channel. I'll just round out this episode to say that there is a new podcast season coming soon. We've already got some interviews in the can, and I'm very excited for you to listen to them. This is a one-off special Alpine episode. So thanks again to Piers and also uh, Dan, who was working for us at the event. Uh, please do follow the podcast or subscribe to it on your favorite platform, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Amazon, we're everywhere. Please do leave a comment on the Traction.gg website, which is updated daily with the latest racing games and sim racing news and opinion. And also don't forget to subscribe to Traction on our YouTube channel. But that's it for now. Keep it pinned.